outro music. What? complicated profession indeed profession it is a profession how we doing we are wonderful we are another episode in banter beskar bantha milk a mandalorian podcast and we have a special guest today very special yes, guest indeed. today it's our very our first very special hello guest hello out there in the podcast universe yes this is my wife my wife pagan is here to join us she is another star wars aficionado and she has been watching along and listening along uh, and she's brought along with her today a very exciting drink. Yes, yeah. yes. So I decided that I would create a drink for you guys to relate to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I based it off of a martini that's called a Bluebird, which is basically uh, mostly gin with a splash of blue curacao and bitters. Uh, but I decided to uh, improve upon it and uh, made it into a whispering Bluebird. The whistling. I- Whistling. 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 Yeah, they're, they're both whistling. WH words. I get it. Whistling. So. So it, it, I mean, whistling as though, I mean, if you are listening, I'm assuming you have watched the third episode of The Mandalorian by now, The Sin, right? And this you, is this is our recap of the third episode. Yes, Chapter obviously. three, The Sin. So yes, that's indeed. why it's very poetic that this fits right along with it. Absolutely. So while Pagan goes ahead and starts to create this cocktail for herself, she already made us too. And I got to tell you, she was talking up a very big game last night. I was out at a gig last night and I was getting texts all night. Like, I better get a Yoda on this drink. I'm, she, so she's very excited and I'm, I'm very ver- competitive. She well, is, that's true. That's good because I already like it because it's not green. <laughs> yeah, no green, no Midori, no, no Midori. giant chunky pieces of pear. Well, as soon as I saw that Blue Curacao was involved, I was like, we need to add this to our collection because this will prevent green yeah. in, yes. in your drinks. We can use this instead of Midori, which none of us are no, a fan of. No, not a fan of Midori, this clearly, so especially on, on this podcast. On a separate TV show, there was a reference to Midori and it made me chuckle. Which which TV show was that? On The Good Place on NBC. Oh, we love The Good Place. I not, love The Good Place. We're not quite caught up on it yet. Okay, so in this week's episode, it, it wasn't a big part of it, but anyway, at one part, um, uh, what's the female lead in it? It's called, what's, what's her what's name? What's her name? Her real name. Her um, real name is uh, Kristen, Kristen yeah. Bell. Kristen Bell says, I need a drink. And then Jason, the one from uh, Florida, goes, Oh, yeah. Oh. Blake, Blake Bortles guy. He goes, <laughs> uh, Yeah. He goes, I can make you uh, uh, my favorite drink. It's called the Duval Ditch. It has Midori, Coffee Mate, and Ditch Water. Oh, That's, God. And that might be slightly better than the drink we and had last week. And it was just as green, if not greener, than our green drinks. Yeah. I even I even paused the TV show and took a picture of it just to show you what Ditch Water drink looks like. There it is. Uh, it kind of looks it like... It is oh, like no. fluorescent. That's even more radioactive than the drink that we had the other day. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Ours was um, very... Green highlighterish, and this is even worse. This yeah, is very you, green highlighterish. Oh, you you might have just heard a whistle at home, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason for that. In order to get that whistling bird, tell us why you whistled here, Peggy. So, in order to make it the whistling bluebird, I whistle for the length of time I shake the bitters into the shaker. She's a very creative lady. So, what are you putting in here? Talk talk it's to a, us about this. It's not only a drink; it's a show. Yes, indeed. <laughs> So, what I do is I muddled two orange wedges at the bottom of this shaker cup, and then you pour equal parts uh, gin and blue curacao, and you put a cap full of sweetened lime juice and a, and a whistle of uh, bitters. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you shake it all up, 
and you're going to pour it into a glass I prepared with ice and a little bit of uh, grapefruit seltzer. This is LaCroix seltzer pomplamousse. Well, I was right? trying not to do product placement. Listen, we're all about, if, if anyone wants to, to sponsor yes. us out there, we're all about product we placement. We're all about on, product on placement. Po- podcast. So I kind of messed mine up a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure it will be delicious. And, and then you have to garnish. And this garnish. Is with a twist of orange. Yeah, and she says it's integral to it the is. integrity of the drink. <laughs> Just like the whistling is very That's integral. Right. Exactly. Now, the twist of orange, you might say, uh, it's not really necessary, but it is because the, it releases the oils within the uh, rind of the orange, and it adds a little bit more citrus. And part of the reason why I toyed with this martini a little bit is because um, I know you guys aren't thrilled with the taste of gin, so I experimented with a bunch of different citruses to compensate for the there gin you go. bite. Well, I so like those it. of you listening out there, this is what you should be doing at yes. all. We, we don't want to do the work ourselves. We want you to do the work for us. So you should be sending us in these drink recipes at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com or else on our Instagram at banthamilkpodcast, sending it to us on Facebook, right? On Twitter. We are banthamilk on Twitter. Come come hang out. Like, we, we want to talk. We want to chat. We want to see. We want to drink your drinks, not That's our right. drinks. That's right. Or Pagan's drink. We're yeah, excited about drinking Pagan's drink. Share with your Pagan's friends, drink. family, spouses. Yeah, so this is this is our call to action here. Before we take this drink, and it does look really nice. It does look awesome. But we, we are going to put a call to action out there. We have a couple diehards, and we, we've got a, a estimated audience of, what is it now, like up to like 60 people? Yeah, like somewhere 60 around or 70 there. dedicated Which, people? Listen, for two guys in a basement yeah. talking about the Mandalorian That's for no so apparent reason whatsoever... The fact that we had 60 people listening to us, we are ecstatic. Yeah, that's not so bad at all. Now, we know we're not getting um, red YouTube uh, emblems, all this gorgeous no, stuff we, for being I tried. I actually tried stuff. to get us verified on Instagram, uh, and they were like, no. They're like, no, you have 30 <laughs> Instagram followers. Yeah, you can't be verified yet. Um, so we need for you to do us a solid. We know that there's a couple of people out there who are going to share us because they just have been every week. Every week. We and know, we appreciate And we do. Also. We love you. Thank you for that. But we know there are people out there who are listening in the shadows, right? So we need for the all shadow-nose. of the people, if you are listening right now, we need for you to just shoot us out to people on, on Instagram, on Facebook. Share us because we love doing this for people we know, but it'd be nice to... Do it for some people we don't as well. Exactly. Yeah. And Lord knows if you're a fan of Star Wars, you know a bunch of people who are also fans who are of Star very Wars. absolutely fans of Star Wars. But you know we're we're bantering a lot. But we I want to get to this bantha milk. Here I want to get to because it smells good. It looks delightful. So we have here oh. our three glasses of the whistling bluebirds, uh, and we're gonna give it a try. First, we got to take our our customary selfie here, right? So let's let's go ahead and there's three of us now, so we got to oh. kind of squeeze in. Hold on. Up. Oh, that's my cat. There we go. Ready? Ready? Oh, we got to get the drink in. Hey! There we go. Oh, did you hear that, folks? That was the... That was the picture being taken. Yeah. All right. right so now let's uh, let's give right, it a go here. Drink. Cheers. 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 All right. Okay, so I can go ahead and right off the bat tell you that this blows the pants off of the giggling Yoda. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean that well, was just, just the compl- fact that we don't have to eat it. Yeah, there's no chewing makes, involved this makes week. Makes it 100 so. percent better than than the giggling Yoda. Yes. Yeah. Um. So this is delightful. It is absolutely mm-hmm. delightful. It's blue. It's nice and refreshing. I'm eating an ice cube. <laughs> Ooh, mm. that's nice for the people at home. That's ASMR for those of that's you listening. That's right. Let's start crinkling some papers. That's and, right. We'll do yeah. it all. That's all my students talk about ASMR. It's like, what? Ugh, I hate it. Just stop. Yes. <laughs> this is a good drink. It's um, a very good drink. She she was really adamant that she thought this was a Yoda. Uh, I took that back, though. Well, 
Let's see. We haven't had any drinks make it to Yoda status Really? Yet. I thought the Tatooine sunset, uh, sunrise, 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 sunset, sunrise, yeah, sunset. Fiddle around the roof over yes. here. I thought they um, needed to like slave Leia. Level, yeah, that Red, was Return of the Jedi. Leia. It was well. Yeah, Megan's a diehard. She's got she she's got a, like a chart next to her bed. <laughs> she's been keeping track. Yeah, because when we drank it, we were like, okay, this is only the second or third. This mm. is the third episode. We didn't want to set the bar too we, high. Yeah, we don't want to set it too high. This um, is definitely up there with. Uh, either slave, uh, slave, uh, what's her name, Leia, or even into a Yoda, because now every time we do, we change the. Yeah, the I think I think this is a a a gold force Yoda, a gold not force quite a Yoda. platinum force, Yoda. right? That's the you top. I mean? Yeah, we haven't gotten all the way to the no, top guys, yet. I don't want you to rate it a Yoda just because you know I'm very competitive. All right, I really I like Chewy. I think this. Is, I think this is a Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy or a porg at best. Porg it is. <laughs> the a one porg porg. Oh boy. Yeah. No, I really like this. Give me a baby Yoda on this. Oh, mm. uh, how about that? Oh, Our, that's the first the new... ever <laughs> yes. baby Yoda. That's, that's how we had to adjust it for this week. I'm looking over at our. We're we're like kind of improvising here as yes. we do this with three people. I'm looking over at our levels, and every now and then we peek. So I hope we're not blowing any of y'all out here. Um, but yeah, I think I would give this a baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, definitely. Absolutely. A baby Yoda. I'm good with that. Definitely yeah. a baby so, Yoda. So so the whistling bluebird gets a baby Yoda. Whistling Absolutely. Bluebirds. And with that, we need to start talking Mandalorian because this week's episode was nuts. I do want to make a really quick mention about last week because last week, um, obviously, we got two uh, episodes and they were awesome. Um, I did get like a, a clarification, not so much a clarification, but something I didn't notice right when I was watching is that uh, Dr. Pershing scene, right? Because we got we Correct. got some Dr. Pershing action this week. Yes. Um, and we had talked last week about how he's this mad scientist, clearly, who wants to do some stuff to Baby Yoda. But my buddy Louie, again, who Louis. listens quite a bit. Thank Shout you, Louis. out to Louie. Louie's got a shirt coming to him on the on the he way sure in the does. mail right now. Louie took advantage of our uh, second episode where I said the first five people to send us an email get a free shirt. Yep. Louie's getting a free shirt, free shipping and everything. It's all coming That's out of right. our extensive budget oh, here yeah. at Banther. <laughs> That's right. Banter, Beskar, Beskar and Banter, and Banter milk. milk, the world headquarters That's here. That's right. Yes. Here in sunny Cherry Hill, New sunny Jersey. Sunny Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, but Louie pointed out to me something that I didn't realize and something that I guess the rest of the internet has picked up on as well is that on Dr. Pershing's arm, there was the symbol for Camino, and Camino in the, or the Genosians, I guess. Is it Genosians? Uh, no, Genosian is another one. It's Camino, right? Camino, Camino yeah, in cloners, can, right? Yes, in clones. And so, yeah, I think he's a mad scientist, but I think he's got other plans maybe involved for Baby Yoda. So I you have... think he's trying to clone the Baby Yoda, or is he uh, taking the essence, like the Force essence out of Baby Yoda to well, put into I th- clones? I think we learn a little bit more... This episode, episode three that we're talking about now, uh, learn a little bit more about that as to what their goal is. So hold that thought because when we get there, I have I have a couple of theories about that. Yeah, Rob has like two pages typed up of notes typed here. Notes. I, I have like my phone with the Google Docs app. I feel like such a schlub here. but And I'm just here for the good vibes. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> and that if there's nothing else, at least you're here for this drink. And the I might, drink, baby I might Yoda. be asking you to make yes. me another one of these before we're, we're done here because it's really good. Again, last week I didn't drink any of it. So well, I gotta, you I couldn't because we had to eat it. That's so... <laughs> That's true. You we, got full. Yes. You had your <laughs> we, were <laughs> we were stuffed after that one. So uh, also, before we start the rundown of the episode, there's a couple of notes here that I, that I also have. Give that them I to me. Talk Let's hear about. it. So first off, on the Disney Plus home screen. Yes. Uh, I'm when, familiar with it. Yes. When you see the Mandalorian 
box and logo. Behind Kyle, which Kyle the Mandalorian. is the Mandalorian's name. Obviously. They still have not named him other than what we've named him, which is Kyle. That's true. Um, behind Kyle is Cara Dune. Yeah. She's on that. And she wasn't there in the first two weeks. It was okay. just him in the first two weeks. So they changed weeks. it. They changed it. Now she's there and he's there. Interesting. I and did not notice that. even more changes when you click on the, on the uh, little box there. Uh, then it goes to a big screen. And with the big screen, it's Kyle, Cara Dune on one side, and IG-11 on the other side. Yeah, I'm pulling this up, and I see it right here. And there's TIE fighters flying in the back as yeah. well. That's, that's so, interesting. Yep. So it's like... Uh, so they're they're evolving things as they go. I right. Can, I would go ahead and bet that we're going to see IG-11 again. So I would it, Judging by this, you, yeah. they wouldn't show a picture of somebody who was killed off in the first, in the first 27 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of, of his... Show. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So uh, that I noticed. Um, also... So, going into, I like to watch the show Friday morning at like 5.30 in the morning because I'm yeah. so excited about yeah. this. I get into work. Me and Rob work together. I get into work. He's like, you watch it? I'm like, I got to wait to get home to watch it with Pagan. And I'm like, I already watched it. Yeah. So, I started this episode very angry. Me personally. Why is that? Because I looked at the time. Mm. And it was, once again, a 38-minute episode. Was which, it 38? It was 38. Well, that's the, better the time than frame, episode two, at which the was only least. 32. Yeah. Yeah. So it was 38 minutes. And then I'm keeping into account the fact that they have, you know, seven minutes of credits at the end and the recap in the beginning. So I was really hoping, and we talked about it last week, that we were really hoping that there was going to be longer episodes. Yeah. It. It's looking like, I guess, because they don't have to conform to your however much a TV episode has to be. Right. I guess they're just going with the storytelling and deciding whenever the story is done for that week, they're going to end it there, which, end it. which is, I mean, I was, again, I was really hoping for those 45, 50 minute long episodes, but I'm not going to complain about like a narrative that decides, okay, we've, we're done now. Right. We're not going to push on needlessly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just, I was just hoping like that, because especially since there's only eight episodes, I was like, okay. If Is that everyone, it? I thought there was there's, ten. There's eight episodes. Oh, of, according no. to IMDb right now, there's only eight episodes. That means we're almost halfway through. Yeah. Um, but they already did start filming season two, which is very exciting. So okay. we should get season two relatively quickly. Like, sure. It's not going to be an HBO wait three and a half years for season two to show up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I now I've come to accept... Then it's going to be like a four-hour movie. It's going to be eight 30-minute episodes, and I'm okay with that now. I was really hoping that episode three was going to be longer, but I'm saying to myself, okay, if it's going to be four hours, I can handle that, especially yeah. since I've watched this episode probably seven times. This most recent one? See, I've, only, I've only seen it three so far. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I woke up in the middle of... I was actually woke up at like seven in the morning the other day, and I pressed play on The Mandalorian, and Pagan rolls over. She's like, how rude. <laughs> I was, I was watching it without her. <laughs> and then she went right back to bed. And then yeah. she went, yeah, she's like, whatever. I am not the diehard five o'clock in the morning watcher. Uh, yes. Y'all might be. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I, I, I'm a pre- I consider myself a diehard, but waking up that early. I, I think for the second episode, or f- no, yeah, on Friday, last Friday when it was episode two, I woke up really early that morning and I like couldn't do it. I yeah. was like, I'm just going to watch it at lunch. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I was too tired. This drink is delightful. The drink is very so good. Glad. It's really good. Um, it's it's better every sip. <laughs> Amazing. Much different than, than the other one. And even, uh, what was our other horrible one? The oh, second one. That was Greedo's last drink. Yeah, Greedo's last drink. Oh. Yeah, it was real bad. Do we want to mention that real fast? 
Oh, McClunky. McClunky. That's oh, all we have to boy. say. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think that's it. That's it. That's, that's all, all we need to say. You know what's McClunky? That line. That, that line, line is McClunky. Yeah. Absolute oh, McClunky. So McClunky. There oh, was uh, two other articles that I found this week um, about the Mandalorian yeah. that I want to uh, reference before we get into the show. One, Werner Herzog, which we love his voice. Yeah, he's excellent. He he's the a, client. He's the client. Steve. Steve. Steve the client. Yes. And everybody's named Steve except for All the bad Kyle. guys. All the bad guys are Steve. Um, he had an interview in The Hollywood Reporter, and it was pretty interesting. I pulled out one of his quotes, which we can elaborate more on. Uh, and this is the quote from the interview. Herzog goes, what are you... Oh, wh- let me see. Uh, okay. So... You gotta put your glasses back, on. A little backstory. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just I, I put the quote in there, but I didn't put the whole backstory in there. Okay. So if I just started with a quote, nobody would understand what I'm even talking about. Sure. So they what they were doing with our we're now assuming is baby Yoda is uh Yudel. Yudel. Yudel the baby Yoda, his name is Yudel. Yeah. What we what they're what they're doing during filming is first they would film it with the puppet, then they would film it a second time pulling the puppet out with what they were calling a clean slate um, because they were like, all right, if the puppet doesn't work, then we can just CGI them in. Right. Okay. Which I actually did notice. Like I could see yeah. when it wasn't CGI and when it wasn't puppetry. Yeah. But in the same time, I was like, it's pretty impressive that I can barely tell. Barely tell. I yeah, tell. It, was, it was particularly stuck out to me when like Udall was playing with the little ball and then he like <laughs> just picks him up like he's a cat from the yes. scruff of his uh-huh. neck. And that's very clearly the puppet at that point. Yeah. And then yeah. he puts him down and, and he puts him right to CGI. So cute. Um, so here's here's what Herzog said to uh, Fioli, Fio, Fino, uh, F- Filoni. Filoni. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Uh, when they told him to... Thanks. Yeah, take a picture of the glass. <laughs> When they told him that we're going to do it again without the puppet. And Herzog goes, what are you doing? And I can't even do his voice, but it'll be awesome if I could. Uh, recalled Fioli. Uh, Fino- F- Filoni. Filoni. I'm not, uh, butchering. It's the drink. It's yeah, it is the drink this already. Is a, this is, he, a tough drink. He told Herzog that they were removing the puppet to shoot a clean plate. Only Herzog didn't want the puppet removed. Clean plate. He wanted Favreau and Fioli. Finoli. Finoli. Filoni. <laughs> to believe in themselves. And in the puppet, he says, you are cowards. Leave it. Leave it. Uh, he was so committed, uh, added Favreau. It was awesome. So he was. He believed in that puppet. He believed in the puppet. He he loved that puppet. He believed in the Muppet Baby. The Muppet Yoda. Mm. Muppet Baby Yoda. It kind of reminds me of, like, have you seen that interview with Ian McKellen when he was talking about filming the the hobbit and oh yeah he was, and like he, was rough he did him, most right? of it all by himself because okay. it was all cgi oh right the miniaturized people in yeah. there and he like had a breakdown in yep. the middle of one of the scenes because he's like there's nobody there to act with to like, act what with am I yeah do? yeah he's like i'm standing against a blue wall and i'm pretending that i'm acting to nobody standing here that's right. got that's got to get to you after a while especially for someone like ian mckellen and, and yeah. seriously who wouldn't want a little puppet baby yoda around can we yo. can we talk all of the time can we talk about the merchandising merchandising Disney's about to well have? yeah oh my i already God. want all the baby yodas oh yes I already told Pagan, like, I have a pop collection of Star Wars action figures in my classroom. I already told her I want the baby Yoda, and she's like, you already have a Yoda. It looks like baby Yoda. I don't care. I want the official baby Yoda. I want the official baby Yoda pop figure. Not to mention the stuffed animal baby Yoda. Not to mention, I'm sure they're going to have a puppet version of baby Yoda where you can... Maybe a live version. Yeah. (laughs) Tickle tickle me, baby Yoda. You feed it frogs. You feed it it frogs. That's good. That was gnarly. That's awesome. Yeah, that was gross. (laughs) He just downed that frog, I love But I... I love the whole interaction when he was like, stop playing with that. And then he just like picked it up and ate it. And I'm just like, oh, that's so gross. Yep. Yeah. Spit that out. Spit that out. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. It really is. I mean, 
I, I mean, one of us would have that. Yeah, yeah. Rob. <laughs> yeah. Rob, Rob is the I, one who would I know, know all about that, yes. yes. So uh, one other article real fast was uh, about, going back to Baby Yoda, uh, balance in, in the Star Wars universe. And George Lucas was, from the beginning, very into balance between good and bad and right. dark and light and all that good sure. stuff. So he he uh, Anakin was born in forty one BBL BBY BBY forty one BBY the Battle of Yavin for those yes. of you out there following along at home. <laughs> uh, Baby Yoda, as we know right now, is fifty. Right, and this takes place um, what five years after so, Return of the Jedi, which would make it like ten ABY. Well, or according nine, or nine ABY. Right. So it would make it that he was born the same time that Anakin, Anakin was born. So you have opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. So, but great Anakin was light. supposed to be the chosen one. The chosen one, sure. born from Force itself, but then he turned bad. So, did is Yudel actually the chosen one, born from Force, to be good? Which is why maybe Yoda didn't know that he had a son. Interesting. Uh, since Anakin was basically turned into a turd. <laughs> a crispy turd. A crispy turd. A hidden crispy turd. <laughs> oh, no. That was really good. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with that because I still think of Anakin as the chosen one because... I don't consider... Okay, so he had his bad moments, but he also had his... <laughs> he had his bad moments. You know, moments. he had a rough day. He killed some younglings. Hey, I killed all of them. The women you know and the I mean? kids, too. The sand women and the sand children. Yes. Oh, man. Well, um, I, like, but there was a balance to what he did. Like, yeah, he, he killed a lot of babies. <laughs> but he also... But, he but. also to the best of our knowledge, killed the Emperor, effectively I've, ending... Yeah, I think we're going to get a little clearer picture in the rise of Skywalker as to really the extent of what happened there, because I think George Lucas's big point always has been that no, Anakin was the chosen one. He did fulfill the prophecy because he did destroy the Sith by killing the emperor. Okay. Um, so he just went about it as a weird twisted way yeah. to do so. Yeah, he just had to kill a bunch of children to get there, yes. you know. But it would be interesting if Baby Yoda did turn out to be the chosen one and if that is integrated into The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Because well, will will the show be all eight episodes will they have been done by the time Rise I don't of know. comes out? The, well, let's think I about think the timeline so, right? here because it is it is we've, we're going to have one more in November, right, right. on Friday. And then that'll be episode four, so that might lead right into the rise of Skywalker. Right, so maybe there is... And they've definitely been doing a lot more since the Disney reboot to, like, interweave the different types of media that, like, really tell the story of Star Wars. So that's that's a distinct possibility. So episode eight comes out on December 27th. Okay. Which is right after Episode. the Rise of Skywalker comes out. Okay. So even still, they could... But it'll be right around the same time. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the other thing that I guess we can talk about it now, since we're, we're, we're talking about baby Yudel. Yudel. Is they said, IG-11 said, um, you know, different species age differently. Right. So even if... Rise of Skywalker takes place 50 years after we are right now in The Mandalorian. Right. It would put Baby Yudel at about 100. 
Oh, I think it happens about 30 years after. Okay, so even then, then he's even less than that. Right. So he's only about 80 or 70 he or might, 80 years old. He might old. be a toddler by now. Right. So <laughs> if if he was 100, judging by Yoda's 90, 900 years old, it would put him somewhere in the age of 7 to 8 years old, human dog years. Okay. You know, we always, you know, dog years, blah, 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 so whatever. So he'd be like a, pa- a youngling. A youngling, yeah. Right. So... I don't think that we're going to see a huge portion of youngling uh, Yudel in Rise of Skywalker yeah, because right. he's a little too young. Yeah. Um, now, that's just my theory. Could be completely wrong. Could yeah. this have been the basis of D&D's Star Wars trilogy they were supposed to make? Yeah, maybe this was setting that up because there were plans for David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the uh, directors and executive yes. producers for Game of Thrones, uh, to have their own Star Wars, and that was swiftly taken away from them recently due to massive backlash and outcry <laughs> because Game of Thrones ending was well, terrible. No, but but I'm going to get off my soapbox That's not here. true. They, they had, apparently they, resigned. Yes, they resigned because they had scheduling conflicts. So yeah, because yeah, you know, I, I would, you know... Give, put give anything up. before Star Wars. Yes, yeah. and give up uh, millions and uh, millions of Literally dollars. a blank Disney check. Yes. So, <laughs> But yeah, you know, I understand. Anyway, let's get into talking let's about the episode. Let's get into it. Right? That's, because, that's all I have of pre-notes. Right, well, so there we, go. we have a lot of stuff to talk about with this episode because this has been... I don't know about you. I know you talked to our, our buddy, Mr. Bacon, over at work about your thoughts for this new episode before I had seen it, but this was my favorite episode so far. I liked it. Hands down. I liked it. it was... um, and I feel like if you are someone who watched Clone Wars or like any of the, the like animated series, you probably would have similar feelings to me because that scene at the end yeah, with the, the, giant the Mandalorian battle, battle yeah. I would never thought I would see anything like that live action in right. a Star Wars anything. I always thought that would have to be res- reserved for something animated, and I was just so stoked to see it in person. It just brought me back to watching the Clone Wars. It was so good. I loved it. But that's towards the end. I guess we can talk about Let's the work our way itself, through right? before so, we get there. Yeah. <laughs> now my big thing is so he gets so he 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 drops this Udal off and we were watching and Pagan was like angry the entire time at Kyle. She was literally going, Don't you dare. Don't you don't you dare leave that baby Yoda there. You know it's not good. Don't do it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like I said, this is the moment that's going to define how this story is going to play yes. out. Either hundred percent. Either he is going to ditch Baby Yoda, right. and he's going to proceed, and this is going to be a generic bounty hunters adventures kind of show, or he's going to save Baby Yoda, and that's going to be the premise of the show. So I, I said to Nick when after we watched this episode, it's very interesting that the first episode set up the world, the second episode set up the character and then this episode kind of set up the story the season the yeah the whole yeah. yeah the rest of the story and i i kind of figured it would go this way mainly because the episode or the, the series is called the mandalorian not the bounty hunter correct so it's him being a bounty hunter i think is just like something to set the story in motion and it's not a it's not something that really matters to the overall because he he's a mandalorian first and you know we think of a mandalorian in star wars and we think of boba fett so we think of bounty hunters because that's just what we've been conditioned to think about. Right. But Mandalorians and the Mandalorian culture has nothing to do with bounty hunting. It just happens to be something that some of them fall into for money. Because, and they're, you know, they're fighters yeah. by yeah. by nature, so they're good at it. So, hey, if I'm good at it, you know, I'll do it. It's not... Especially I'm not, when I'm you're... I'm not going into music. I can't play guitar, but I'm not going to be up on stage. That's right. But, you know, I can draw pretty well. So, you know, that's what I'm going to focus on or sure. whatever. You yeah. Know, and so. especially if you're your particular... I don't know, race, I guess there are a race of mm-hmm. people. Um, 
are near extinction, right? Because right. this, this episode really kind of leaned heavy on the fact that Mandalorians are almost gone. This little sect that we see is probably all that is left. Right of of a of a of a, of a whole whole planet planet of, yeah, yeah it used to be a planet called Mandalore of mm-hmm. Mandalorians so and that's the big thing when uh, Kyle asks uh, Steve yeah. uh, Steve the client when he says what are you going to do with him <coughs> excuse me he he basically goes that's how uncharacteristic uh, for someone of your reputation right um, once once you get the bounty and you you get your commission it's supposed to be like nothing happened. Right. Right. And so, um, I don't know. It's just very interesting to see. I think, I think it also goes into his backstory. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, they, they keep, and in this episode, we saw a longer clip because they were making more armor. So they had more time to kill. Um, so in his backstory, we see how he was abandoned and how his family was destroyed. Um, so how killer was that scene, by the way, we finally got a couple more glimpses at like the yes. carnage of like what I guess was the purge of Mandalore. Yes. Uh, and we see like a really good close up of those super battle droids, the super battle. And droids. we get this, 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 uh, droid ship just flying. It's really cool. Really cool. Which, by the way, in that little snippet, nobody's wearing helmets. No, yeah, absolutely. Correct. Yep. And we talked correct. about that a little we last week. That, like yeah. that's, and even Sabine Wren and all these former, um, Mandalorian people in in, in, Clone in Wars previous and, yeah. shows didn't wear helmets all the time. Yep. So the fact that they are now insisting that everybody's wearing a helmet, it's got to be from this purge that yeah. they're talking about. And now, now, do you think uh, this is like a debate out there? Do you think it really is like I never take my helmet off ever? Or well, do you how think, are they going to eat? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like I, I, know, I tend to think they mean like in public. In public, they don't right? Get really stinky. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, yeah, like unless you know, it's it's space. Maybe they have a self cleaning mode. I don't know. I don't I, know. But you still need you still need an eating mode. Yeah. It, like the visor doesn't pull up and you squeeze food through that small little visor to get it in there. Yeah. And sleeping. Come on now. I. I can't imagine sleeping with a helmet on. Like, it doesn't seem very comfortable to me. So, yeah, it's got to be in, in public. Like, in private, when you go to bed or when you're eating dinner, you got to be able to take your helmet off. Sure. So, hopefully, we'll get more on that. Maybe they'll they'll uh, clarify that a little bit at a big dinner table. They'll have a nice Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> and everybody will have their helmets off, and they'll oh, be all season. chuckling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Um, and so, he he leaves with his, you know, giant you know what is that a, a cooler his full ice of, cream full maker? of beskar yeah ice cream maker his full of beskar so side note as i was i was uh, doing research um did did you know we've seen the ice cream maker before have we really we have oh oh no wait you're right it was in cloud city wasn't it was it? That's very right. good wow in in empire strikes back in cloud city and the person didn't have a name until some card game came out and then they gave him a name his name was will Rowe hood had one just like it in Cloud City. So yeah. once again, here goes Favreau digging back and bringing things from the past back oh, yeah. into this. Into what this. Hood. Yes. Well, the <laughs> thing about a Star Wars character is that if you are in a film of the of Star Wars, if you're in Star Wars and you are on screen for any amount of time as an extra someone's going to make a backstory for you. Yes. There's going to be someone that creates a Wikipedia page for you. And there's gonna... so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah. yeah, I think I do remember hearing something about the ice cream maker. before. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and even in this, they, they like had a close up of it when he, when he delivers it to the Mandalorian. Um, I'm going to go ahead Smith. and call her Mandalore because okay. in, so in just kind of Mandalorian culture in, in, in Canon or in legends anyway, 
whoever led the Mandalorians was named Mandalore. That was like their their okay. position in the Mandalorian tribe okay. was was Mandalore. Okay. And so we haven't gotten confirmation that that's the case yet, but barring she, anything that that hasn't told us that it's not yet, I'm going to go ahead and assume she's Mandalore or right. the, the leader of the Mandalorians. She does appear to be the leader of this coven. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um, um, she does break the two boys up when they're fighting. Can we talk about that? Sure. Um, I no, have stuff can't. to talk about before that, <laughs> yeah, <we> but <laughs> very clearly, they didn't stop themselves in their fight. So we have this fight between, by the way, uh, Kyle and John Favreau. That voice is John Favreau. Oh, is it really? Um, if you watch it's... the Clone Wars a lot, you—that's a very familiar fo- voice. It is John Favreau, and John Favreau in the Clone Wars played a character called Pre Vizsla. Okay. And Pre Vizsla was the leader of Death Watch, which was a uh, like a Mandalorian like assassin squad. In the credits, this character was named Paz Visla. Okay. So it's either just an Easter egg for us, like diehards who watch okay. Clone Wars, or else it's maybe like, you know, when you think about Star Wars, a lot of a lot of the worlds operate under this house system, and so this could have been like a, a an ancestor in Clan Visla. Okay. Of Pre Visla, and Pre Visla had the dark saber. He was like a bad dude. So okay. it's very interesting that they would choose to include that particular name. Yeah, uh, and John make John Favreau voice him, but John Favreau and him get in an argument because John Favreau's character, I guess, is a big beefy dude, and you know, Mandalorians and fight. Mandalorians fight. Mandalorians are very angry. And I people. really liked that she just let it happen for a while. She let it go, and then they very clearly were were stopped yep. by something. Right. Was that the Force, uh, or was it just her saying, "Okay, that's enough"? Right, but. You could see their knives quivering. Yeah, though. it stopped. Right. Well, right were on. they were they vibro knives? Like so, they were supposed to be vibrating like that. Because earlier, when he went and we found out the name of the, of the creature that crushed his chest we did. plate. That's right. It's a it's uh, a mudhorn. Mud yes. Yeah. Um, the knife was doing the same thing when he when he was holding it as the mudhorn was attacking him. It was vibrating. So, was he? Because yeah. I, I thought it was just his hand was unsteady because he was so messed up from the fight. Uh, yeah. I have a little bit of a tinfoil hat theory. Go, Go for ahead. it. We love those. As That's I'm our favorite here, kind of theory. Yes. I'm, I'm like marinating. Ruminating. Marinating. Yeah. Ooh, I'm hungry. Marinating this idea in my <laughs> head. You, you're about to need to okay. be able to make me another drink, by the way. <laughs> okay. So, foundlings. Mm-hmm. That yes. sounds very close to the name of a youngling. Sure. Right? Sure. Right. Is it possible that foundlings are Mandalorian younglings and possibly they are force sensitive and that's why the the knife was quivering and he kind of bowed like obi-wan did at the end of okay uh new hope huh. like he was accepting his fate it was almost right. like i'm going to have a hero's death here yeah and okay that's, and maybe he was using the force with the knife or maybe because he's force sensitive but doesn't know it okay that started quivering and what's her face is is the mandalore mandalore sure is possibly force sensitive and that's how she stopped the fight i that wouldn't surprise me i think we're going to see more of the force in this show than we thought we would um and another thing too is we see like when she's making this armor again we're jumping all around but (laughs) but we're drinking and we're having a good time so uh when she's making the armor later on um we see these flashbacks to his childhood um and we see he's put into this like basement by his parents and there's this big explosion, right? Right. And presumably what happens next is that he's rescued, right? Because obviously he doesn't die next. Right. Right. Because he's he's alive. Yeah. My <laughs> I that we know of. I'm guessing that he's he's rescued by a Jedi. I'm thinking maybe he's rescued by well, a Jedi and like that's why he's so taken aback by this little thing that uses okay. the force Could that be. to save him. 
And he, it, like, it gives him pause because like yeah. Jedi saved him when he was a child during these wars. And he, he remembers that the Force is this thing sure. out there. Well, although he didn't understand how the Mudhorn was right. stopped in its tracks. Right. It definitely caught him off guard for it sure. Caught him like, off what guard. is going on? Yeah. Because even when he was talking to, to Cole at the end, he was like, and even Cole was like, explain it to me again what happened. And he was like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't but, know that necessarily he knows exactly what happened, right. but I think it's possible that he's seen something, something like it before, sure. and it just makes him remember the fact that maybe a Jedi saved him when he was a kid. Right. That's because a possibility. In the flashback, it ends right at a point when a giant um, battle droid, battle droid, a super battle droid, yeah, opens up the basement doors and his arm is down like he's about to blast them. Yep. And then, and then that's when the fades. clip stops. Yeah. Yep. So, so we don't know right what's there. going to happen next. Yeah. Hopefully mm-hmm. he gets more armor made so they have an even longer flashback. Right. But that's the weird thing, too. They said, with all that armor, I can make you a full Curus. Right? And yes. so I, I watch, I listen to the Game of Thrones audiobook, so I like kind of know what armor is, but I had to look it up. A Curus is like a chest plate and a back plate. But if you look at him after, like when he walks into the bar, he he's got head to toe, head to toe Beskar. Silver, he's got it yeah. on his legs. He's yeah. got it on his he arms. Looks like Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he does, he does. <laughs> look like Robocop. He's like a brand new Robocop, Absolutely. fresh out so of the So that's mold. more than just a full Curious. So yeah. it's interesting. And that there they was said more that. left over for the for foundlings. The foundlings yeah. Yes. Um, and then and for again, the we birds. and for yes. the whistling birds, right? And they made him that ridiculously cool weapon. Yes. Um, and also one more thing about the armor mm-hmm. when you're looking at the plates, um, I watch it. I watch a TV show called forged in fire on history channel. Hey, while he's doing this, can you start making me another one where they, uh, really they good. make, <laughs> they make more, uh, they make like knives and, and swords and stuff like that. Okay. Well? Uh, no, thank you. They're delicious, but no, yeah, thank these you. are real. By the <laughs> yes. way, this is the fir- I think this is the first, maybe the second drink we've had so far that I've made a second drink. So yes. this is a good one. This well is very done. good. Baby Yoda all the way. Um, <laughs> go on Rob. But the the armor, the metal when it's uh, when it's layered like that, like if you look at it, it's got like veins of black and silver going right. through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in real life, when they make that in in now, it's called Damascus. Damascus steel, which is what Valyrian steel in Game of Thrones is based off of. Okay, I've seen stuff about Damascus steel. It's okay. like this folded over kind of yeah. interesting look. Yeah, yeah. In did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah. So that Valyrian steel is based off of it's Damascus based off steel of Damascus steel. steel. So yeah. it's the same sort of yeah. Thing. So so the the fact that it has that pattern in it is what Damascus steel is 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 a patterned metal. So, sure. Um, and and we did with this making of an armor, find out what she meant by has your signet been revealed, mm-hmm. right? So a signet, I guess, is is like a icon that represents you, right? Right, And you have to, I guess, defeat a powerful foe to get it, to, to get, earn it, earn your signet. And that's why in the first episode, she said, has your signet been revealed? And so in this episode, she decides to give him the signet of a mudhorn and right. he refuses. He refuses because Yudel helped him. And so it wasn't an honorable kill because it, uh, the enemy did not know it was my enemy. Right. Great line. Yep. Yeah, that was a good line. That was a really good one, right? So, so another interesting... Again, we're learning a lot about the... Oops, oh, Pagan's whistling, Pagan's whistling for our whistling bluebirds blue there. Um, so we're learning more about, like, the... Whether it's Mandalorian culture at all, or else it's the new Mandalorian culture right. since the Purge. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing. And, um, and I, think, I think that's what we're going to find out, that this Mandalorian culture is... A new Mandalorian culture. Yeah, different from the old one. Yeah. And how cool is that this is the way? Like this that's, is the that's way. That's like the new quote all yes. over the internet this, this week is this is the way. This is the way. And it's like, again, straight out of like a Clone Wars sort of a thing. I, I just love it. It's so, it's so cool. 
Um, any, anything else about our Mandalorian tribe before we move on? Because um, that's about all I had to that's say. That's all about I that had. Section. Yeah. Because uh, after that, he goes and he meets up with Grief Karga, uh, aka Apollo Creed, aka Carl Weathers. Um, and I'm kind of surprised because he doesn't seem all that upset about IG-11. Like, no one has mentioned the fact Nobody's that mentioned IG-11. he killed another bounty hunter. Right. Or supposedly, because he's a droid. But again, that doesn't shock me, because now we know that he gave pucks for this bounty to everyone. Everybody. Yeah, it was not just the Mandalorian. He thought, like, oh, I'm, I'm like, really good, and that's why I got this. No, everyone got this, this bounty. And also, those other guys that attacked him in... And I think they are Trandoshians. I think, think whatever they are, Trandoshians, Clutinians, whatever. The lizard people. The lizard people. Steve the lizard. Yes, but they were also, they had their own um, bounty key fobs. Right. So, but they attacked him, even though he already got the bounty. And since, you know, when you meet IG-11, IG-11 said, you know, I already got him. And he goes, well, you're not in possession of him right now. He was clearly in possession of Baby Yoda. They were yeah. walking together. They were telling stories to each other. They Seems were having like a good the time. Bounty Hunter Guild Code is more like a guideline. It's a guideline, yes. <laughs> Very loose. Yes. Yes. Rules. Yeah. Well, that makes so sense. It makes you wonder is, do you think there are guidelines in the Bounty Hunter Code that you can't kill another ba- bounty hunter? Or if that bounty hunter gets in your way of that bounty, is are they fair game? Well, so maybe that's why he's like, eh. It's a it's right. no, we, bounty hunting is a very complicated. Profession. That's, it's very, it's a that's very what I've heard. Profession. I did that's what hear a, a wise man named Steve once said. Yeah. We actually have a copy of the bounty hunters code in our house in our in our bathroom. Um, as <laughs> as light bath. That's not a joke. It is in our bathroom as bathroom reading. Um, I don't know how much of that is considered canon. I think it's considered canon because I believe it was. It's like after the Disney reboot. So we'll have to delve into that and see i guess because i just you have to we use that bathroom a lot more now that's right absolutely <laughs> um but again it just surprised me and grief is very happy with him and he gets yes. his little cut of beskar himself of and i you can tell that kyle's not pleased about that no right because again that he and thinks that beskar belongs in the hands of a mandalorian hands of, right and once again we had another one of your uh what's it something pistol the Russian name pistol oh chekhov's gun chekhov's gun mm-hmm. yes we had another chekhov's gun because he pulls out the the pieces of Mandalorian metal, the Beskar metal, and he goes, I'm rich as well. Ha ha. Yep. And yep. then he puts it back and as soon as you see it, you know. It's going to mean it's going to mean it's something. right over his heart. It yep. just happens to be right over and, his heart. And I have a whole list of things to talk about with that. So we'll get to okay. that at the end because that's, I just, there were so many aesthetic choices in this episode that I thought were so on the nose and amazing and I loved it. Um, and then, so he, he talks about going back to the core. So in, in Star Wars, forever it's just been that like the core worlds like Corellia and stuff towards the center of the galaxy were like where everything happened it's where the okay. government was it's where most people lived and Tatooine and Hoth and all these other systems are in what's called the outer rim and it's a lot less structured that's more lawless and so you can see when grief said when he says like if you're really concerned about this this imperial remnant go to the core worlds and lodge a complaint with the new republic right um and kyle's just kind of like what a joke that yeah, is he's right? like, because, yeah i'm gonna do that because i i guess like just like it was before the outer rim territories are just like something that the core worlds don't care about don't care about yeah so that's just an interesting thing that that's still the same in, in this new republic right and then uh, the other thing that i found interesting and it was going more into Kyle's uh, personality was that he wanted a bounty puck from as far away from this place as he could get. That's right, and we got we got a little uh, little Mon Calamari, little guy. Mon Calamari there, yeah. yeah. Um, but 
you could tell he was running from his past. He was mm-hmm. running from the fact that he knew that he shouldn't have dumped Udall off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he felt bad. He sure. felt bad. But think about this. You're wearing a whole brand new Beskar suit that's really shiny and really nice. <laughs> it is, by the Every way. Every time you look down, you're going to know I got this because I turned Udall into this guy who's going to do something bad to him. Yep. So you knew it was going to eat on him. No matter how far away he went, he's always wearing that armor. Yeah. So then it wasn't until he got in the, in the cockpit of, of uh, the Razor Crest, not or, the name of it. Or a Razor Crest. A Razor Crest, <laughs> yes. And then he looks down and he sees that the little knob is missing from his throttle. And that's when he finally was like, forget it. I got to go back. I, I that- can't. I, I can't look at myself and look at this missing knob. I'm going to cry. I need yep. to go, and people can't see me crying through That's, this helmet. We, we so. started to get a crack yes. in the best car. Yes. His car <laughs> through three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I think that was the point that like I was just looking at Pagan while we were watching, and she was like, yeah. Yeah, go back. Go, 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 go. Get him. go get him. And he did. Yes. Good old Kyle with or a heart of gold. Or was he just going back to get his shifter knob? Maybe. That was it. He's like, listen, <laughs> this is man. Be real uh, excuse annoying. me, guys. Hold on one second. He took my shifter knob. Yeah. Can I just grab that? Give thanks, that. y'all. I see he's he's knocked out right now. He won't notice that I took it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll be back. By the way, Grief Karga is a terrible um, uh, person. person. Yeah, but he's a terrible <laughs> he's a terrible influence. Yes. Like he's telling he's telling Kyle like, hey man, take some drugs on your ship. And, yeah. And like yeah, you'll forget like, all about it. Just put it on autopilot and go to sleep. <laughs> By the time you're, you're at a auto po- or at a hyperspace, at a hyperspace you'll be, you'll you'll be, be fine. Too blazed to realize. If you're Arrested Development fans, the Forget Me Now. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> and again, Carl Weathers is a big influence in uh, Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. But man, like he, what a, what a like a bad influence he is. But I actually really like him as a character. I think he's he's pretty interesting. I think we're gonna see a lot more of him. And yeah. I think that at the end of that episode, when Kyle shoots him in that best car, I think he does it on purpose. You, okay, you think I don't think he, I don't think he was trying to kill him. Okay, because again, during that standoff, he could have killed him probably a bunch. Grief Karga could have killed Kyle probably a bunch. Right, and, and and also during that standoff, I give it up to is Grief Karga the only one smart enough to think, oh, I'm going to shoot the droid that's driving. Yeah, well, again, everybody another, else is trying. Yeah, another Western trip I want to talk yeah. about later sh- for sure. But um, okay, um, so let's get back into him extracting the Udal, uh, the Udal from the thing. I, I knew, like, man, I knew it was going to be an awesome Batman sequence from the second that eyeball came out, and he just <laughs> and he ripped, ripped it, it off. off. Well, he's like, certainly not wearing hockey pads. He is, he is, he is not, not wearing, wearing hockey, pads. hockey pads, no, <laughs> for sure. And, man, it, like, it was like a horror movie for those stormtroopers. Oh, like, yeah. You got a total Batman vibe, from except for oh. the fact that he mercilessly killed these people. Right, where <laughs> Batman wanted to just where knock them you? out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but, like, he, he, he blows up that wall, they come out, and then, like, He's he's somehow in the shadows behind them as Batman would be and kills them. Right. The other guy comes in and he beats him to death with a with a, gu- a gun mm-hmm. before just walking away and casually just pew just yep. pew on his way out. Pew pewing him on the way out. And then he like Spider Man grabs the other guy and slits. Is, does he slit his throat? No, or does it's he, a skewer. It's a skewer. Pagan thinks he shish kebabs him. Oh, yes. even better. I like that even better. <laughs> but that's like there's no. It's not like. It's so weird because it's Disney. They are not shying away from, right. from Kyle just killing. Um, the other thing with the stormtroopers, he shot and killed them with one shot each. Oh, yeah. So 
is their armor that bad, or or does he have like hollow point bullets in his like blasters? Yeah, that you gotta you gotta wonder the what armor. those the the armor is even for. I mean, right, it looks like plastic. To me. It, right, like, <laughs> it looked like plastic in '77. Well, I mean, they're they're a couple years. They even squeaked. <laughs> they're a couple years past their prime. Maybe they usually get more maintenance than they've gotten recently. Maybe, and even going back to him saying that his armor has lost its integrity or whatever he said to her that it, so he needs a whole new suit. So maybe. Maybe their armor has completely lost its integrity. I mean, they were very dirty and rusty looking. I guess it's supposed to be rust. It just looked like they didn't clean it recently. But that's another thing to think about is, do you see any other of those Mandalorians with Beskar armor? No. they none all of had. Them. They all had Mandalorian-style armor, but none of them had Beskar. But is that also from the Great Purge that the Empire stole but all why, of their... But you would figure, why is Kyle getting the Beskar? I know he's finding it, but... But why? Well, you would and that think also, they would spread the wealth. You know what I mean. That also goes into um, what the client said, where finding the Mandalorian in these trying times is much harder than finding the steel. So yeah. the client obviously knows where to get the, the steel. I guess uh, the Empire, what's left of the Empire, must just have crates full of it I that guess. the Mandalorians can't get to. Well, which makes you wonder. Who hired the client right. and Pershing? I think yes. that's and that's that is something I wanted to bring. I think yes. that's got to be uh, Gustavo Fring, oh. right? Giancarlo Esposito, because uh, what's his name? Grief Carga says that all that's left now are warlords and mercenaries. We yes. know that Giancarlo Esposito plays Moff Gideon, who is a warlord. Who's a warlord? So okay. I'm thinking maybe he, because because you're right, it wasn't or uh, the client is not. The, the head honcho. No. Because when, like, Kyle is, like, zooming in and using the thermal scanner or whatever and listening in on the conversation, Pershing says our orders were to bring him in alive. Yes. And so clearly there's someone above them. They're yes. not at the top of the food chain. And then he also said, I can't protect you any longer. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So, so, some, so there's there's another rung in this food chain we have not seen yet. And I think, now, I think it tops off with Moff Gideon. I read rumors that maybe it's going back to Palpatine. Mm. Um, and, Ooh, and maybe they're taking some of baby Yoda's essence to help make him stronger. Right. Is that what so the essence, Possible. his essence is like, like zest. I don't know. Yes. What like else orange zest. You're right. No, it's <laughs> so, like orange zest. Well, uh, his juices. I, the essence would be maybe the mito, mito chlorine. Oh, I think they're, I think they're distinct, distancing themselves from midi chlorines as much as they can. Oh, okay. There was a lot of fan backlash to midi chlorines. Okay. Really? Because so, oh, yeah. so I, one person, article that i read said uh, that they're trying to get as many chlorines but they would be like easily as getting dna i mean you're and, right they, they might be going for that because they i mean they're really trying to pull from all the different so eras right yeah now. so he so here's what i did with a little bit more research um and this isn't in canon this is in legends legends mm -hmm. but the sith virus known as the sickness could after the midi chlorines with an could alter. could alter yeah see i don't have my glasses on <laughs> the midi chlorines within an infected individual the sith lord darth drear do you know who he is d-r-e no i don't know darth drear okay so he sounds dreary he yeah, devised right. it a, as a means of kind of immortality he was looking for immortality the final step of which involved eating the living heart of a jedi um, and well. thus obtaining an infusion of midi chlorines from the Jedi's blood. He was never able to capture a Jedi with sufficiently high midi chlorine count before dying. So this goes back to not canon, but other. So here's my thing. They said they couldn't get the stuff. Uh, it was very difficult for him to extract 
whatever they were looking right. for. Mm-hmm. So if they were just looking for mini chlorines, it seems it would be pretty easy to do because they've had people do that in the past and they're just little microbes and blah, 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 whatever. Sure. But do you think he's trying to pull from non-canon lore Absolutely. and maybe trying... I mean, Yoda was the greatest Jedi of all time. Baby Yoda, if you can eat Baby Yoda's heart, you can be invincible. I feel like this makes a lot of sense and again makes sense that episode eight airs right before yeah. yes they're, they're, Rise of that, Skywalker. that can't be, that like can't a be a coincidence it can't be a coincidence no. and that makes like that odd number of eight episodes mm-hmm. yeah really and then the first week we're gonna give you two episodes because it's awesome yeah but like like maybe they, that was a maybe timing it was thing. a timing thing sure that makes a lot of sense to me yeah so yeah. i'm wondering if that's where where they were trying to go with it because it would have been easy to clone i mean we cloned a sheep and we're not nearly as advanced as these uh this happened a long time ago oh that's right it did, far it away. did happen a long time they so were they, they were primitive <laughs> They didn't even have MySpace yet. They Give did me not. a break. <laughs> Primitive species um, they were. So that's my theory there is maybe he's trying to pull in pull in some of that. So which would make it understandable why it would be so much harder for him to get what they needed out of baby Yoda. Udal. You think we'll see uh Pershing again? Yes. I think I think Pershing's gonna wind up uh uh what is it called when they flip? Flipping. Yeah, I think he's going to flip. Flip-flopping? <laughs> I think he's going to flip to the other side. There you How go. political. Yes. Um, so I think, because uh, clearly he cares about, like, he is a scientist who gen- has a genuine interest in this creature and right. not in the exploitation of Udal or in, yeah. like, the hurting of Udal. So, like, I think I think he's going to flip and, and help Kyle and at help some point. I, but, I agree. But, again, so he, he destroys this place. He, he kills and a lot was, of people. what was the... the- black circle thing that they that Darth Vader used oh, that on was, Princess Leia. Oh, yeah, Leo that was a, a torture droid. Yeah, or, or something like that. that. Why yeah. would they have a torture droid? Well, was it a torture droid or was it like it, it just had a syringe on it? Maybe they were, that was the extractor. Maybe instead of torturing Noodle, he was going to just extract something or, from him. Or, you know, vaccinate him for the flu. There you go. That works also. You know, it is flu season. Everybody get your flu vaccines. <laughs> And then we then at the end of that scene we do see that the whistling birds do work awesome as well as this drink because they were totally cool. Yeah, like he just puts them down, he presses a button and everyone mm-hmm. dies. But unfortunately, Mandalore, we assume who Mandalore is, says they're very rare. Yes. But it doesn't look like he used them all. He didn't all. use all of them. Yeah, and I, so. and I tried to count as he was doing it. Right, I tried to as well. I think he only <laughs> used four, maybe six. Well, how many how many there bad were guys? Four were there? bad guys around him. Okay. And it looked like, although the two bad guys that were behind him, the whistling birds did, like, fly all over the place before they got him. So right. I don't know if, like, one missed and another one then got him, or if it was the same one that just couldn't take a straight line to him and was zipping all over the place. By right. the way, did you audibly say out loud when there was four stormtroopers and Kyle in the middle of them, did you say... I like those odds. I like those odds. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and by the way, the first episode we've had, this is the third episode. And in every episode so far, he has failed until this episode. Yes. To use his flamethrower to full effect. Yes. And in this episode, oh boy, did he right. use it to full effect. He used it so much that he ran out of flamethrower yeah. juice. Yeah, man, he made a a, a barbecue out of that stormtrooper. Oh, that trooper, one stormtrooper. And like his pained, panicked screams, like that uh-huh. was, that's Disney? It, yeah. You're oh my like, gosh. <laughs> you're like, wow, this is the darker Disney. This yeah, is the dark real. side this of is, Disney. This is the Disney I want to get on board. Yes, exactly. I want to take a second to appreciate that he ran out of flame. Like, yeah. They're, they're yeah. not making it Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like he's invincible. Yeah. Uh-huh. I appreciate that they put a finite fire thing. Although, I feel like there's a way to make that 
Or maybe he could have held some more canisters with him, you know, refilled his yeah. his propane yeah. and propane accessories. Got to take like a visit to, to Mr. Hill. <laughs> Get another bottle of propane. That's right. Um, so he used his fl- flamethrower. He burned them. And then um, Pershing was still there. Again, I talked about who ordered them there. Probably Moff Gideon. Right. Um, and Pershing was just following his orders. Um, and then... Uh, he gets out, and all of a sudden, every fob, every fob in, in the place, the parsec lights up. Yeah, I just like that he's casually walking down the street in this shiny suit of armor with a baby, with a baby yeah, on his hip. Well, and and also, as a as a parent, I remember picking up my child. There's a couple of scenes where you could tell that he was holding the. Like a like, sack like, of potatoes or something. Some of them, like some of them, like it didn't even look like it was so light in his arms. It yeah. didn't even look like a sack of potatoes. It looked like he had just like a pillowcase in there. One of my biggest pet peeves, and it, it takes me out of the scenario so quickly that it annoys me, is when in a movie or a TV show, someone is drinking out of a cup, and it's so very clear that that cup has no liquid in it. Oh yeah, just by drinking, the way they're handling they're it, drinking it way too long. But it's it's, it's just like they'll pick they'll pick up, up the and, cup and they're just like yeah, moving uh, around everywhere, and that takes me out of it so quickly. And yeah, that's the same sort of it thing. It was the same thing yeah. with this. Like when he was putting the ba- the the baby down, like you could tell, like it was it was too light. Now I'm sure little Udal isn't that big. I'm sure he only weighs a couple of pounds, but. Come on, weigh weigh it down a little bit. Make it a little bit harder for him to pick yeah. up, and and even like think about like this is a an, a living creature. Like you're not just gonna just like yank it up, you know. Yep. So whatever. There was a couple of scenes that I was a little <coughs> little disheartened with that, but I, I'll get over it. And, and so this is the scene where I wanna I wanna take a step back and talk about the fact that John Favreau and Dave Filoni are leaving are leaning so heavily. On Western tropes. Yes. And I love it. Yes. I made a list as I was watching of all the, like, really on-the-nose Western tropes that we have. First of all, apparently Kyle's wearing spurs. He's got Beskar spurs. Because because <laughs> when every step he takes, you hear the, the spurs. spurs. It's yes. I, and I love That's it. It's so, so dumb. Funny. But I like. Did you notice? I didn't. Oh, you so gotta listen gonna, again. They, I do like. He does walk like he did just get off a horse sometimes. Yes, but so, yeah. but every step you hear the spurs. It's hysterical, and that's my favorite thing. Um, and then obviously this spot right here we get to with all the bounty hunters is like a duel. Like yeah. Uh, oh like yeah. Meet at at the clock tower yep, at high noon. At high noon. Um, and they're like standing at opposite ends of each other. To, like basically trading barbs. Yep. Um, we have a wagon chase that takes place where uh-huh. Kyle jumps in the back of a wagon and threatens the driver. Right. Right. To drive. And, and can we talk about how the droids have emotions? Right. <laughs> like, like he's like, no, I'm not going to drive. Even, Dri- even drive. The, yeah. 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 That was a good, that was a good, that one. was very like good. That. that was very good. She's been practicing. She knows. Yeah. He like screamed when he ripped his head <laughs> off. Like, Oh, apparently that hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like how the droid had emotions and like, um, like just willpower, like drive. Yeah. No. He's like, how about I'll if I shoot you? you? Okay, yeah, I guess fine, I'll go. Apparently, droids have a will to live, oh, well, unlike yeah. Padme Amidala, which don't even get me started on that. <laughs> Apparently, you can die from being sad. Yeah. She's lost the will to live. Give me uh, a break. Another ridiculous Western trope that I love is what happens when you can't shoot the guy in the carriage? You kill the horse. You kill the horse. Right? And right. so that's what he did. That Carl um, Weathers killed the horse. He killed the droid that was flying the ship. Another awesome Western trope that they leaned on is he was in trouble. He was clearly going to die. And what happens? His gang rides in and yes. saves the day. His Western gang Billy rides the in. the Kid and his gang jet of, of... With jetpacks, jet jet right? Packs. And then the final Western trope I saw was when, again, I think he did this on purpose, is when he shot 
uh, Grief Karga in the Beskar. Right. That's such like a oh, shooting I, it right on the right, right on, on the, the badge, the badge. On, the, on the sheriff's badge. Yeah. I I, I just think it. Yeah, like on the flask, like that. Those are ridiculously on the nose. Yes. And like so transparent, and I think it's great. I love I it. I love it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I I love when I was a kid. I loved like the Western motif type thing in the Western movies, even though the. Even in the seventies, there weren't any good Western movies. You know, like they were all they were done with them at that point in time. But I do remember like seeing some of them and being like, "Oh, these guys are so cool." Yeah. You know. And so finally, we have a Western for the our the new era for twenty nineteen. This yep. is like a real like awesome space I, Western. Oh yeah, it well, sure it is. It gives me a lot of. Uh, it reminds me of Firefly a lot. I don't know mm. if if y'all are. You're the second or third of, person to tell me about oh, that. Oh, I. Have you ever seen that movie no. or that show with uh-uh. uh, Nathan Fillion? It's a space cowboy. Okay. Show. Yeah. And All right. It's it has the sarcastic wit and you know the winking and okay. It's a Joss Whedon thing. Okay. So it reminds me a lot of that in that it's obviously like taking from those spaghetti western kind right. of things and but yet there's that space element mm-hmm. and still an element of seriousness. Awesome. And yes. Also protecting a kid in that show. Were too. they really? Mm. <laughs> Again, another very heavy Western trope. Yes. Um, but that scene, like, again, I would have loved this episode without that scene. Okay. That scene put it over the top. Put it way over because the top. again, I never thought I would have seen a battalion of Mandalorians oh, flying yeah. in on jetpacks and well, saving the day. Well, they're supposed to leave one at a time. Yeah. Right. Right. What's well, that all about? Uh, so, so I was thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> well, like, there goes that. <laughs> So they're like, hmm, we're only supposed to leave one at a time. Should we stay here in this underground bunker with no lights and absolutely nothing to do? Or do you think we can all get out and play? And she's like, (laughs) go ahead, boys, go play. And they're all like, yeah. And I I have a couple thoughts on that. Number one, I really love that it's this warrior culture and they have disagreements. And when they have disagreements, they start fighting each other to the death. Right. But at the end of the day, when he was in trouble, the entire man. Oh, yeah. They're all they're all one for all. All for one at the end. And like rode in to save him. And I think that's awesome. Um, So also in the middle of that scene, uh, he's like shooting his his disintegration. Yes. Which is my favorite gun in the new Star Wars. An amazing weapon. Right. And and Carl Weathers even mentions a funky heat. Sensing scope. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it disintegrates people. Can it's, shock it's got, people. It's got the shock uh, thing really on the cool end of it. Butt to put up yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. That's yeah. like ergonomic. Um, it looks really cool every time he has to sit down and lay it across and his lay lap. across yeah. his lap. Yeah. But uh, so disintegration weapons were banned by the old republic. Okay. Um, the uh, because killing someone is fine, but disintegrating them disintegrating is just them, rude. Yes. So there was yes. So there was a YouTuber who explained why the disintegration is so bad. Okay, go on. And according to the lore, think think of if you get a burn on your skin, like right. if you burn yourself on your skin, doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good. The disintegration weapon burns every atom of your body all at the same time. So it, it hurts on the outside. Imagine how it feels going entirely through your whole but body. But at least it's at real quick. But it's not. Okay. Because your body is reacting to this pain, so it's making everything in slow motion to you. So Interesting. While so it's really like a torture. It, it's like a torture, exactly. We see them just disintegrate, but you being disintegrated, it's longer because your body's reacting slows everything down and you're being burned by every ascent every item um, molecule of your body and atom of your body and also so, disney disney <laughs> about like the jedi religion 
thing that they speak about and how like when you die you can still be you become one with the force right, right. well if you disintegrate somebody including all of their atoms yeah they're not. They can't, na- they can't become, become one with the, with the force. force. I mean, yeah. I mean, when Obi Wan becomes one with his force, his body disappears. So you have to figure maybe his body is a part of that. So right. if your body disintegrates, then you can't do that. Yeah. Too bad. So sad. Glad um, your dad is mad. So and then also, since it was banned, there was you know these theories out there that you know you couldn't buy them anymore. But the Mandalorians still, the Mandalorians had uh, in the old Republic era, they had the deadliest disruptor pistol in existence. So. They must be passing on their knowledge of how to make them. So this could be, it, it appears to be a one-off weapon that maybe he made all by himself. Well, Mandalore made his armor, so she's clearly an armorsmith. So right. you, maybe she's also a weaponsmith. A weaponsmith that, as I well. mean, they, they must, there's a culture and they, they, there's probably no one else that knows how to make Mandalorian-specific armor. Right. So they probably have their own weaponry that they use as well yeah. that they make. Since they clearly make their own whistling birds. Yes. Here's another question for you. Back to only one Mandalorian can leave their little cave at a time. Right. Why is Kyle the cho- the, the one that gets the loot? Yeah. Who doesn't gets the even have yeah. a jetpack? Nope. He just got Beskar armor in a kind of seedy kind of way, yeah. according to their culture. So, like, we kind of talk about this a little bit when we watched it, because, like, why were they so pissed that he got this? Beskar right. Armor. Did, did he win? He must have won the card game that they were playing. Right. The winner gets so to go out. I was. My theory is that maybe Kyle is like lower in the ranks. He's still training to become a higher level guy, and that's why he gets to go above ground a lot more, so he can earn so his he can stripes, learn. Right. earn his signet, yeah. all of that stuff. And then he finds this uh, bounty that gives him all of his stuff, and then everybody's like, "WTF?" Yeah, like. like that should be me. Right? And then I see at the bottom of your paper the fantastic quote that ends the episode. <laughs> I got to get one of those. He doesn't even have a jetpack. He doesn't even have a jetpack. So I'm wondering if like... But is that like a man, he's got to earn his jetpack, like look at how low he is? Or is that like a wink at the fans? Like, hey, wink, wink, he's going to get a jetpack. Well, it seemed like every other Mandalorian Every had a jetpack. Yeah, I mean, they all did. So <laughs> yeah. where's his jetpack? Where's his jetpack? Maybe he didn't earn it yet. That, there's got to be... We're going to learn more about that yeah. for sure. Um, and so... <laughs> I was torn between, like, I, I always just envision the jetpack being the way we've seen Boba Fett use it, where it's like, I'm going to jump, but I can't jump that high, so right. I'm going to use this jetpack to jump higher. Mm-hmm. So it was a little twist to see them, like, just hanging out up there. Well, again, and, that's, that's like the Clone Wars thing, right? Right. And, and if you, like, watch the way they animated on the Clone Wars and okay. the way they did it in this, it's like the same thing. You see, okay. like, them using both hands to yeah, shoot Yeah, they were, a lot of them were dual welding. That, yeah. That's super Clone Warsy. So, okay. again, Dave Filoni was the... He he wrote the Clone the Wars. The writer for yeah. Clone Wars, so he had to have had a lot of input on this, okay. and I'm so happy about it. I think it's like it's the best thing. Yeah, it's the best possible Star Wars timeline. And I I told you last week I just started I just finished I think in three days I finished that Star Wars video game. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. Put in many um, hours on that, and then like here's this one episode that has now made me go, I don't care about Jedi. I want to play a Mandalorian video game. I want to right. read all this Mandalorian yes. lore. Mandalorians are all that matter. That now. <laughs> all that matters, yes. I actually started going back and watching the Clone Wars episodes that have to do with Mandalore. Yeah. Like going back and picking those episodes mm-hmm. just to see if I can pick up on anything else. Yeah. But well, we, we're also just now getting into Rebels uh, because now okay. that we have Disney Plus, and there's a lot about. I know there's a lot about Mandalorians in Rebels, yes. so it'll be interesting. Because Sabri- Sabine Wren, on. who's Sabine. one of Sabine Wren, who's one of the main act main characters in Rebels, mm-hmm. towards the end of that series, there's a whole big thing with her going back to Mandalore and all that good stuff. So right. yeah, so it's it's huge Mandalorian lore in that as well. Yeah, um, and then so we have this big battle. 
Mandalorians kick some butt. They did. Now, and... did they kill everybody? Like, is there? So he leaves. I'm just. But you see, as he's walking second. away, you they're see that they're fighting. still fighting. Right. Right. So we don't know that they killed everyone or not. But clearly, this town, this bounty—it's like a bounty hunter town. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly, this town has been decimated. So, question. Um, I feel like Dwight Schrute right now. Yeah. Um, Which type of bear is best? <laughs> False. Black bear. Black bear. <laughs> um, do you think these were the only people that had the key fobs out on Baby Yudel? No, definitely not. So even though the rest of the Mandalorians, even if they wipe out all these people except for Carl Weathers... Um, there's still going to be people out there hunting I think him the back. rest of the season is going to be a John Wick-like him with his main objective, and every now and then he's disturbed by someone who has a bounty on him. IG-11 is probably out there somewhere. Right. I think he's going to team up with IG-11. I think they're going to, IG-11 is going to wind up like hunting him down all angry because he shot him in the head, but they're going to wind up teamed up because every promotional video or picture we see is of like him with Cara Dune and IG-11. And IG-11, the three you of them together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it just seems like they're going to they're gonna the team gang. up. That's yeah. the white yeah. hat gang. But yeah, you got to figure that there might be still some people out on bounties. Right. So like there, there's going to be people out there hunting for him. And I think when we get to see like Bill Burr, yeah, and all those those characters we haven't seen yet. I yeah. think those are going to be There's some a of the people. whole bunch we haven't seen yet. So I'm yeah. very excited about where it is going. And then he's flying away, and uh, my buddy Chris, Chris, how you doing out there, buddy? Um, he messaged me today, and he said, "Can you please mention the fact that he's flying away, and this this buddy of his flies up and salutes him, and he doesn't even salute back." Iron Man. I, okay. Yeah. Um, Iron but he Man, now the I, Rocketeer I, also yeah. the Rocketeer. Now listen. Yeah. So <laughs> I love me some Rocketeer. Yeah, that's like her. her Look, I have no right problem with the Rocketeer. I hated this scene. It wasn't necessary. Oh, I liked it. I, I liked thought it, it was a lot. so not necessary. I thought it was great. It 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 brought to home the camaraderie that is the Mandalorian culture. They're they're a tribe of of warriors that and respect and a, that respect strength and respect like all this sort of stuff and so they helped him because they know whether they just they agree with him or not this is this is a guy with right. strength and and it was fights. the john favreau character that yeah, did definitely. salute him yep. too so it was uh, like look we had our differences we're cool, we came together we're cool <laughs> yeah but I'll he, do, he doesn't salute back but he does give a nod he I does give notice. a nod so chris yeah. don't be too upset there is a nod there is some respect shown but he could have at least given a little like even just the boy scout salute yeah you know like, like just a, the two fingers instead of the whole hand well yeah. he had to get the shifter knob to uh baby <laughs> give it back to baby Udle. Udle. that's yeah. right Right. <laughs> we had to give it back to baby Udle. This drink is delightful. Babe. It is. It, this I'm is the first one two. that I finished. I don't yeah, think I even true. finished the other ones. Look this at is him. the first one that I finished. Wow. Rob's more of a beer drinker than mm-hmm. a cocktail drinker. I'm the cocktail drinker. Well, I'm more of a purist with cocktails as well. So, mm-hmm. like, I like the original Bluebird with gin, a little bit of blue curacao. But I know that you guys are not gin fans. So that's I don't why mind I gin. Saying, no, I, I don't no, mind I it. But the bite. Like, yeah. It's got a bite for sure. like it. So... Um, I did try to make this with just vodka instead of gin, but it didn't have any bite whatsoever. Okay. And it was just like yeah, you need a little all bit of sweet that. and whatever. Yeah. La- yeah. Last night, I uh, so I-, I posted on our Instagram last night just to give y'all like a heads up as to what our drink was gonna be. And I'm at a I'm at a gig last night, and I just get these texts from from Peg and talking about she's she's gone through like four different iterations of this drink, <laughs> trying to perfect it. And she goes, and she sends me the list, and she goes, done. I'm going to eat some bread now. Nice. Very <laughs> Just nice. had like 10.30 at night last night. Um, but I got to tell you, if more of you do this, we would love it. Because yeah. I don't want to look up crummy 
stuff on the internet. Chewy, I want chewy delicious, I'm delightful tired of drinks, drinks made for yes. us by devoted listeners just like my wife. Yeah. Who, who every time I put out an episode critiques every bit of it. There you oh, go. Stop. <laughs> I remember the second episode. Well, now she gave us a glowing going. recommendation the second episode. You know what she said? She said it was slightly less boring than the first. Oh, very nice. <laughs> but she listened to the whole thing, so she that's sure all that did. matters. I listen to every episode. Not sure if I'll listen to this one because listening to your own voice. Oh, is no, like... you have to. If you're going to critique you us, you have to critique <laughs> you yourself. I, as I well. listen to all of our episodes yes. just once. So now, now we're gonna do a little segment where we call. Uh, we don't even have. We need some like music for this as well, like uh, quotes of the episode or something like that. I mean, so, I think the the biggest quote takeaway is this is the way. This is the way. I mean, that is that is the most ba like and and total the other Mandalorian. Thing with it is, when one person says it, everybody else has to say it also. So yeah. if you say it again, then we have to repeat it's it. It's like after. it's like Game of Thrones with uh, what is dead may never die. Yes, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, this is the way. This is the way. Right. Yeah. See, so you got to say it every time. <laughs> I've spoken. So, uh, yeah. Spoken. That's right. Um, but I I wrote down some of them. Which one that I liked the very beginning, like probably even the first line of the show, which was that is not a toy. Yep. I just love. And you know what's funny is they're like. Again, the big Western trope, I keep coming back to Western tropes, is like... It's a Western, so yeah, it's okay. It's like the grudging, uh, like, angry loner that begrudgingly takes on this young child under his wing. Right. There's nothing begrudging about this. He seems to really like this yeah, kid. Yeah, he likes this like, kid. Like, he's, he's not like, oh, I guess I'll also, be forced to... He's like, yeah, I need to save this little dude. Also, think about... I was also thinking about it. The little dude saved his life. Yeah. So, so right he away, he's like, some sort of a... he's like, okay, he goes, he goes, oh, he saved my life and now I'm giving them to these mad scientists to mm -hmm. do whatever they want on them. He's like, I can't do that to somebody who yeah. saved my life. And there are a lot of cultures in Star Wars where they have the life debt thing. Yeah. Like Wookiees. Yeah. He also donates uh -huh. his extra Beskar. To, to the, the foundlings. To the, to the other families. families. So, so, he, so he has a soft spot for the families. He does. He does have a soft spot for And the every time we get those flashbacks, again, I think he just has a lot of, like we talked about last, last time, he needs a space shrink. Yes, he has a lot of unresolved issues from he has his childhood. Some issues. Uh, but thankfully, I mean, he does take them out in slightly unhealthy ways by, by, kill, <laughs> by killing, killing a lot of people. By disintegrating people. But at the he very least. Days, yeah. Just like Darth Vader. Just like, just like Anakin. He just killed like some Annie. kids, but at yeah. the end of the day, you know. Uh, uh, but again, he, he seems like, again, it's not like a darn i have to like take this kid under my wing it's no, like this like, kid helped me i and that's i kind of like and that. it's not even like i i feel like i have to it's like hey he saved my life i want to take care of this kid type yep. of feeling absolutely uh another line that i had that i liked was uh you have taken both commission and payment it is not the code of the guild that these events are not forgotten or it is now the code of the it yeah. is it, yeah yep. yeah that's that's an interesting thing i never thought about too is like yeah, that, so that's that's the thing. We did yeah. it, and now it never happened. Now it never happened. You yeah. forgot. You got your money. Walk away. It's yep. done. Um, we s said the other one, finding the Mandalorian in these trying times is much harder than finding the steel. Um, if you walk the way the Mandalorian, you are both predator and prey. Yeah, and see, that's that's the one that made me uh, gave me pause about the Mandalore thing. Because yeah. she, the actual quote is, when you walk the path of the Mandalore... You, you're both hunter and prey. Okay. So again, in Star Wars Legends, Mandalore was the leader of the Mandalorians. Okay. Also, it was the world they lived on. Right. So I don't, I don't know that she's Mandalore. Okay. Um, but it just makes sense to me that she would be Mandalore if she's yes. like their leader. She does have that fancy helmet. She does. She's got little spikes on it. Yeah. yeah. I wonder little what her signet is. A bull. Is she's it? got the little yeah. bull horns. Little bull horns. Yeah. Some sort of um, dragon bull. Yeah, the, I like that. Crate dragon. The one you said. This is the way. 
This is the way. And then the enemy did not know it was my enemy. We talked about that earlier when mm-hmm. he, you know. Uh, and then the one that I didn't like, <laughs> I'm your only hope. Really? Wink, wink, really? Nudge, Come nudge. on. <laughs> I'm your only hope. Obi Wan, you're Obi-Wan. you're the only hope. Oh come on! But <laughs> but Star Wars is supposed to be a little cheesy. It, well, there There's was got to be some be cheese. There was the cheese. A space western with a bunch of people flying around in jetpacks, saluting as saluting, they fly away. Saluting a ship <laughs> that is clearly much faster than the jetpack is, but he still like caught up to him, gave him a little salute and left. But yeah, I hated the "I'm your only hope" line. That was worse. And then we talked about the other one, which was "I got to get one of those," which was a great line as well. Yeah, and that's that's clearly foreshadowing. That's like John Favreau and Dave Filoni going, "Hey guys, stay tuned." And yeah. I think in one of the uh, the previews, you do see Kyle zoom up to a Tie Fighter with Moff Gideon in it. Remember that? Oh that yeah, shot and of he, like, he like he lands, like lands on, top? on top of it. Yeah, yeah, and so you know he gets one. He's got to get one then. So yeah. all right, well I think that's pretty much our wrap up. We've we've talked about a lot. I we can't did. believe this was a thirty three minute episode yeah we spent over an hour talking about yeah we did really crazy almost an hour and a half and we had a special guest and we had our special guest pagan we're very happy to have our special guest our very first guest so in three years when we're in episode or season three of the mandalorian and we've got six million uh, listeners yes they can look back to this first episode this very first first guest guest episode and it'll be you and we'll have this delightful baby Yoda. it was a very good baby i'm putting it right at baby platinum baby yoda now it is a Platinum baby it Yoda. does get better the more you drink the it. The more you sure drink does. it, yes, it definitely does. As do does. most things except for the giggling That's Yoda. That's why the at giggling round four, Yoda. I didn't know if I trusted myself. Stay <laughs> away from the giggling Yoda. But yes. uh, So we have another episode coming at you next week. We're yes. going to be coming at you with more stuff. Again, we can't stress enough. We need for y'all to help us out. Yes, If you are listening out. to us, Thanks for please, listening. Thank you. We love you. We, we want to hear from you. Please, if you are listening right now, Send us out to your friends on Facebook, on MySpace, on Twitter, on MySpace. on LiveJournal, on Zanga, on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. Uh, Add it into on, your on resume. Grindr. On I don't care what TikTok. you got to do on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Make a TikTok about. Tell us. people about us. We yes. want we want people we don't know to listen because we think that we have a good time here, and we think others could have a good time with yes. us too. Um, but other than that, we had a good time. Thank you for being on, Pagan. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a good time. And from all of us here at Bantha Milk Milk headquarters, we have spoken. We have spoken.